16, oh, keep going. First Samuel 16, start with verse 10. And the word of God said, Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. Thank you. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all of the sons you have? This all you got? This. So he asked Jesse, are these all your sons? They're still the youngest, Jesse. He is tending the sheep, Samuel said. Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and he had him brought in. He was glowing with health. He had a fine appearance. Handsome. He was cute. He had good shoulders. Good head of hair. Breath didn't stink. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Spirit of the living God, we thank you so much for coming here and endowing us with your presence, God. God, come in and sit with us. Come in and, and ignite a flame under us tonight. And we'll give your name the honor, the glory, and all the praise and all of heaven and his angels. And everybody here say amen. Amen. Have a seat. what sound is. It's either the sound of freedom. It's either the sound of being debt free. It's either the sound of finding a new boy, boy, girlfriend, being all getting a new job. There's a sound to deliverance, and only you know the sound. Of that. That's another sermon. write this down take your notes if you online take your notes today the topic of discussion is going to be built for it 
built for it. Whatever it is, I'm built for it. Built for it. And what what an amazing story we get to tap into and to dig into. This is the story of David. How many of y'all know who David is? Don't be shy if you don't know who David is. He's not that great. No, he really is pretty good. I love David. David's awesome. Um, so show of hands, who said they, they know who David is? Know who David is? Cool. David, this, this particular part of the story, I always like to set up stuff because if you just add a context, you're not going to understand what we're talking about. So can I set this up a little bit? So where we are right now, um, Samuel just is coming off God asking him to move on from anointed Saul. God just told Samuel, I'm moving my anointing from this man Saul because this man Saul don't know how to listen. And when, every time I read about Saul in the Bible, I always feel so bad for him because he always gets himself in trouble. <laughs> Anybody ever be like, man, I, I just always either get myself in trouble or, or you see somebody like, man, you always getting yourself in trouble. Saul is always getting himself in trouble. Samuel told him to do one thing, he did something else. God told him to do one thing, he did something else. Oh, I felt compelled. I felt compelled to do this. I felt compelled. Well, feeling compelled, compelled got God's anointing removed from you. And what a sad, sad thing to have God's anointing removed from you. Imagine it. Imagine being someone who was so anointed, so, so chosen by God, and he just says, I'm, I'm moving on to somebody else. Wouldn't that just mess up your feelings? Wouldn't it make you feel some type of way about God, too? You'd be like, well, well what did I do? You couldn't listen. You tried to do it your own way. And here we have Samuel dealing with the thought, because Samuel liked, he liked Saul. So now Samuel has to deal with being obedient to God, and God is saying, I'm, I'm moving on to something else. I'm moving on to someone else. So he goes to, he tells Samuel, go see this guy named Jesse. And at this time, we find Jesse is trying to push forward everybody else to Samuel. He's trying to say, well, here, check out my son over here. Check out one of my sons. Check out this one. Check out that one. And Saul is like, I mean, Samuel is like, man, something is just not clicking, man. It's just not clicking. And in this moment, in the midst of doing this, God denies all of those other people. So Samuel is asking, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Because I'm not hearing the voice of God saying this is the one. And you know what Jesse says? Well, I got my youngest. He don't even call him by name. I got my youngest, and he's outside with the sheep and everything. And Samuel says, like our scripture says, he said, well, we're not sitting down until you go get him. Because that's the one that God is calling for. Yeah, Jesse has seven sons. So Samuel went through seven people to get to the one who God was actually wanting. And what an amazing feeling to be the one that God is looking for. To be the one that he would pass up everybody else just to bless you, to anoint you. And the reason why he's doing that is because we're built for it. He built us for these moments. He built David to be anointed. He, he, 
was hoping in Saul. Samuel was hoping in Saul, but God said, man, this, this man don't want to do what I need him to do, so I, I need to move on to somebody else. And I never want to be the person that God is like, I'm moving on to somebody else. I, I got to move mine on because this person, Pastor Lincoln don't want to listen to what I'm trying to tell him, so maybe I should go find somebody else who don't have the title of pastor. Maybe I should find somebody else who can actually do what I need them to do. I never want to be that person, and you should never want to be that person. You don't want to be the person who is anointed, called, chosen, and then God is like, I'm moving on from you. And then sometimes we feel like he has moved on from us, which is not the reality. We have made a reality in our heads like, oh, God has moved on from me, but actually he's actually saying, just, just come on, man. Just come on, daughter. Come on, son. I, I'm really waiting on you, but you're so, you're so worried about so many of the wrong things. And what I love about this is David was built for these moments. David was so comfortable with who he was. And how many of us can actually say that we're legit comfortable who we are. I can now. Key word, now. <laughs> but there was a point in time in my life, Noah, where I was like, I don't think I'm comfortable with who I am. So I'm going to try to look like other people. I'm going to try to operate like other people. I'm going to try to sing like other people. I'm going to try to write like other people. I'm going to try to dress like other people. And as a, result, as a result, I am therefore being upset with the way that God built me trying to be somebody else that he built for a different purpose. Y'all with me? So therefore, I, what I love about David, because after David got anointed, he still went back and was a shepherd boy. And then Saul, who God had moved on from, moved his anointing from, still setting this up, he gets a spirit, an evil spirit on him, and now he's calling on David. He sends for David because David can play music. He's a bad heart player. <laughs> he's cold-blooded. But now we have David who was called upon to go into the palace. And I want to emphasize on this point, David didn't scheme his way into the palace. His personality made a way for him to get to the palace. A lot of us find ourselves, and we can keep it real, even online, sometimes we scheme to get into certain things. And it's not healthy for us. Because we're creating a persona that we actually aren't. We're scheming to get something. We're scheming to get the job. We're scheming to get the position. We're scheming to get this. We're scheming to get that. And then we end up being a bunch of schemers and not a bunch of hardworking people. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We all, and we all know a schemer. Like, yeah, she schemed him to get that job. She schemed to get, he schemed to get that position. He don't even know what he's talking about. He ain't even qualified. So you don't want to be a schemer because God built you to do what he's asking you to do. You don't got to be anybody else. You don't have to scheme into getting anything. What's for you is for you. And what's not for you is simply not for you. Ain't it funny how we like the stuff that's not for us, but we completely disregard the stuff that's actually for us? Because the stuff that's for us is kind of boring, we think. And the stuff that we, that's not for us is like sexy. You're like, oh, I need that. And you really don't. <laughs> because our flesh is stronger than our mindset in our prayer life, in our relationship with God. Is anybody hearing me today? Because I, I want us to see how much we are actually built for the exact places we are in life right now. Whether it's easy or hard, you built for it. Because David was built for these moments. So David didn't scheme to get into the palace. His personality made a way. But 
Something that hit me that was really cool about this sermon. Due to our lack of confidence in God's design of us, we hold everything in question about us. Due to us not trusting the way that God designed us, we question everything about us. And my first point I want us to write down is trust the build. Trust the build. What do I mean by trust the build? Trust the way that God made you. Whether you're cute, whether you're cute, or whether you're cute, because ain't nobody ugly in here. Y'all all look pretty nice. Online, you're cute too. Trust the way that God built you, but I'm, I'm not talking about physical appearance. I'm talking about the way that he constructed you, the way that he built, the way that you think, the way that you operate, your creativity, the way that you smile, the way that you do things. You don't have to be anybody else because he built you specifically to be the person you are. He didn't build you to be Pastor Lincoln. He didn't build you to be, Le to be Maddie. He didn't build you to be Pastor Dave. He didn't build you to be um, the next football player. He didn't build you to be the next superstar. He built you to be who you are right now. Because who you are right now is only going to grow the right way if you allow the right nutrients to grow you. Because you built for it. You don't see it right now. You built for it. But you got to trust that the way you are currently built right now in your life, that you are going to make it, you are going to prevail, you are going to see the better side of life. Because a lot of us are going through hard times right now. And when you go through hard times, you question, am I built for this? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this really who I'm supposed to be? And if you are trusting the build, the build that you build it, then you will always be upset with the results that you don't meet up to the, to the reality that you built. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You have built this character of yourself that's not real. Check that. We are building something about ourselves that's not reality. The reality is, I'm not really super versed in a lot of things. But if I'm insecure in those things, I'll try to lie about it. I'll try to pretend, oh, no, I know all about that. I'll, yeah. You know how you talk to people? <laughs> this ain't funny, but it is kind of funny. It made me laugh. You know them people that were you talking about, talking about something? They're like, yeah, did you hear about that? They're like, yeah, I heard about that. That's crazy. And they really ain't heard about nothing. And if you're not laughing, that's you. <laughs> You was the one. You was like, oh, yeah, man, I saw that story. And then they asked you something like, well, yeah, tell me about it. I, I, I thought you saw the story. I, 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 just tell me about it, man. I, I want to hear your side of the story. You lying. <laughs> so insecurity allows us to act like fools. Insecurity allows us to act like fools. What do I mean by that? We embarrass ourselves trying to be a persona of ourselves that's not realistic. We embarrass ourselves trying to keep up with the crowd. We embarrass ourselves trying to keep up with everybody on Instagram. We, try to, we embarrass ourselves trying to keep up with the herd, with the crowd. When in reality, the word of God says that we were born set apart, but still we're trying to fit in. Why we still want to fit in with everybody when the Bible literally said you are born to be set apart? So already when I read this, when I read the word of God and it says I'm supposed to be set apart, my mind automatically says, well, I better get used to being alone sometimes. I better get used to being in isolation from people. 
not in the wrong way. Not in the way of like, I just don't want to be around nobody. I just don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to be around. No, no, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you may have a point in your life where you feel you got all these friends and they're really not friends. They're just groupies. Some of us got a lot of groupies that's been kicking it with us because they are leeching off of our anointing. We have a lot of people who we have allowed to stay in our lives who are mooching off of our anointing. They want to kick it with you because you got this and you got that and you sing this way and you play that way. Oh, yeah, I know him. You know the people that wear them shirts are, I'm with the band. You're not in the band. <laughs> You're not in the band. But we got people who are bandwagoners who are bandwagoning on our anointing that we cry for, that we suffer for, that we last out and say, God, where are you? We, we the one that went through it. But they want to ride on it. They want to ride on it. And the point that I'm trying to make is trust the build. Trust the way that God made you. If he made you, if, if you weren't made the right way, you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in right now. You wouldn't be in it if you couldn't handle it. You wouldn't be in it if you couldn't press through it. Because the reality of our world right now is that we have a lot of people pretending and not a lot of people being. Not a lot of people being themselves. Not a lot of people standing up for what's right, for what's sane, for what's real. Because the climate is so sensitive right now. But do you know that if, <laughs> I just had to talk about this with somebody. Um, I'm a Christian first before a lot of things. I'm a Christian first before a lot of things. I heard a preacher say this and it, I had to digest it in that moment because the reality is, he telling the truth. I heard a preacher say, I am a Christian before I'm a Democrat. I'm a Christian before I'm a Republic, a Republican. I'm a Christian before I'm black. I'm a Christian before I'm white. Yeah, to hear that phrase, it feels so funny, but the reality is, if I call myself Christ-like, I have to be like Christ. He was all about who we going to get today. Who, am I, who we going to love on today. Who's, who am I leaving the 99 for today? That, that's who Jesus was. So that has to be my mentality as well, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. But if I allow myself to live by the world standards, I will react like the world. And I will be upset. I will do all the things like the world instead of having a sound mind saying, well, let me digest it first. Let me digest it and actually, what does God want to be seen in this moment? What does he want me to say in this moment? Somebody with a microphone. What, what, what does he want me to say in this moment? What does he want me to do in this moment? Sometimes he wants me to be quiet. Sometimes he wants me to just, just be quiet. And sometimes he wants me to say something. But if I say something, it ain't something that I made up. That's the trick. A lot of people are saying things that they have made up from their flesh instead of asking God, is this what you wanted me to say? Is this how you want me to articulate it? Because if I'm being real, I can say a lot of stuff and it won't, it won't sound good at all. It'll be straight attitude. <laughs> it will. 
Please don't let this purple shirt fool y'all. I have an attitude sometimes. <laughs> and I'm praying the Lord keeps me and see what the end going to be. But listen, <laughs> reality is the way that I'm built has to bow down to the builder. The way that I'm built has to bow down to the builder. I don't get to reconstructure. I don't get to restructure the way that the builder made me. No, 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 no. I bow down to the way the builder made me. And if he says to make a change, then I make a change. Then I make an adjustment. But if he don't say make a change, and I, it's like literally, if, if, if we just say, you know what, I don't like the way them pillars look right there. Let's just knock them pillars out underneath the balcony. What would happen? That entire structure <laughs> would be compromised, right? That's because I made a decision based off of how I felt. I don't like the way those look. I don't like the way that. But the fact is those are pillars that are holding up a foundation. I may not like all the things that God has asked me to do, but they are foundational pillars that will allow me to be a real Christian. Is this good to y'all today? <laughs> Woo! I, like when I was writing, I said, Lord, stop it. Stop whooping me. I'm tired of getting whooped today. He said, no, if you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. I'm like, I am a Christian. No, you're going to be a real one. I'm like, all right. <sighs> Fine. Yeah, everybody want to be. Everybody wants to have a mic in their hand. Everybody wants to be in the spotlight. First of all, it's not all that. Uh, that all that is hyped up to be. These lights is hot. This jet. This shirt is hot. It ain't all that cool that y'all trying to be. Yeah, just because you got a mic in your hand doesn't mean that everybody wants to hear you. Yeah, just because you got a mic in your hand don't mean everybody want to listen to you. It's usually the people who don't have no sense who are the loudest, and the people who have God minus we. No. No. Should we read the word? Should we present the word? Or we have a lot of bashful Christians. Real Christians, not the one, not the Pharisees. I ain't talking about Pharisees right now. I'm talking about real Christians. Because we don't trust the way that we've been built. Because we don't have the mic. Because we don't stand on the platform. We're like, well, God must don't want to use me because all I see is people on stage and I'm not up there. What can I do to be effective if I'm not on stage? Jesus didn't have a stage. Jesus never heard of a PA system. You know what his PA system was? His mouth. His mouth. You know what the disciples' PA system was? Their mouths. They would stand in empty spaces saying, this is the word of the Lord. They would go to people. Jesus went to people out of his way to get to people because he wanted those people who were broken to say you're not broken I built you there's nothing about you that's broken you wanna know why cuz I built you stop telling the builder that something is wrong stop telling God something is wrong with me don't choose me I'm not the one you want no 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 you don't want I want because you are the one who don't think that you that you can be used. And that's exactly what I want. Somebody who is willing to be used. David was willing to be used. Wanna know how, how I know it? David trusted the way he was built. Even though for that season, when, when Saul called him to the palace, it was to be a musician. 
<laughs> Write this point down. Seasonally built. I'm seasonally built. What does seasonally built mean? In seasons, I'm built this way to, build th to be this way. So in this season, this ain't warrior David. This ain't kill Goliath David. No, this is musician David. And you know what he was? He was, he was, he was trusting. This is where I'm supposed to be right now. Just like he trusted that he was supposed to be a farm boy, taking care of sheep. He trusted in those moments, in that season. This is how I'm built right now. This is what God is building me to be. So I'm going to be the best one I can be. I'm going to be a good shepherd boy. Oh, God, you want me to go be a musician in the palace? I'm going to be a great musician. David knew he was anointed because Samuel came to his house and anointed him. But he didn't get cocky just because he knew he was going to be the king. Didn't get, didn't get crazy just because he knew he, no, 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 he was still the same person because he was built that way. He was built like, well, I wasn't expecting nobody to come here and anoint me. I was expecting just to be a farm boy. But since it is now a part of me, I'm going to keep that in mind, but I'm just going to go do what I'm doing. Because God blessed me while I was doing what I was doing. We think that God is going to bless us if we just come out and excel. No, no, no. He's going to bless you when you're still doing the same thing that he called you to do in that season. So in this season, no, sorry. In the season past, before COVID hit, my job was to be the best worship pastor for my pastor for this church. That's all I was caring about. I wasn't thinking about preaching uh, for New Life YA or anything like that. I said, in this season, I want to be the best worship leader I can possibly be. You know what happened? COVID hit. So then I had to be the best media pastor that I could be. I couldn't focus on singing that much, trying to develop my team. In that season, I had to be the best worship leader. No, the best media pastor I could be because I had to figure out how to do a switch. I had to do, figure out how to get cameras. I do all this stuff. And I could easily be mad at the fact or be like, God, I ain't supposed to be all this. I'm the worship pastor. <laughs> I, I, this is beneath me, Lord. Woo! Yeah, I know. This beneath me. I'm the worship pastor. I ain't supposed to be running cameras. I ain't supposed to be downloading and making graphics. I ain't supposed to be up till 2 in the morning doing this, doing that. That ain't me. I, this is beneath me. But you know what I said? Oh, this is me in this season right now. This is me in this season. Who are you in this season right now that you're telling God that this is beneath you? Are you, are you working a, a low-end job and saying, God, this is beneath me? I'm supposed to be up here, God. I'm qualified to do this. Are you saying this is beneath you? Because right now, God is saying this is your season to be this. And not just be this, but be the best version of this. Because this is going to help you. This is just being, this is just herding sheep. What's going to happen when I got to call you to the palace? Are you still going to be the same committed person that you were while you were herding sheep? Or are you going to change up when you get to the palace? That's what God is asking us. Seasonally built. Now, I'm seasonally built to preach the word of God and be Pastor Lincoln, being the one that stands behind the sacred desk. But before then, I had to be cool with playing the drums. Like when I first got to this church. Some people don't even know that. I came here to be the drummer. All of this, this is God's fault. <laughs> I came here, Pastor Lloyd, in my line, I came here to be the drummer. I ain't come here to be nothing else. I'm here to rat-a-tat-tat. -tat. 
And I still get mad because I don't get to play drums all the time. But I got beast drummers like JoJo and Russell, so I guess I got to be happy with that. But you know, sometimes I just want to play. But in that season, I was okay with being that person. I was humble being that person. And because God saw that just like he saw David, he called me into something more. He said, no, you've been in the back for a good long time. And I understand you like being in the back, but what's inside of you, the way that I built you, I, and now that it's mature, and now that it's been through some life and some experiences, now that in there, I needed to grow, and I needed to come out so people can experience, so people can be healed by it, be delivered by it. I need you to come stand out front and hold a mic and sing. I said, God, but I can't sing like everybody else. See, not trusting the builder. God, I don't trust the way I'm built. My voice don't even sound that nice, Lord. I don't sound that good. I can never sing like them. You know what the Lord told me? I ain't asking you to sing like them. I'm asking you to sing like you. Because the anointing that I put inside of you is the one that those people need. I don't need so-and-so's anointing. I'm asking for your anointing. That's what God is asking us. Do we trust the anointing that he gave us? In the season that we're in, because we're seasonally built. Seasonally built. When I, when I saw that, seasonally built, this really made me have a better understanding of hard times. Hard times. At your lowest point, I'm just season, I'm just in a season right now that God has just asked me to do this. God just asked me to be here. And here is tough. But this is where he's asked me to be. There must be, this helped me see that there's a lesson in each season, but I got to be willing to accept the lesson. I got to be willing to accept what's being taught in that season. In that season, you learn about, am I built to go to the next season? A lot of us are in hard, hard areas of our life right now, and we're wondering, am I ever going to get out of this? Yes, you will, but if you leave this season too early, you're not going to be prepared for this season over here. You got to learn what's going on in this one that you're in right now so you can handle this one. If I couldn't handle playing drums, what in the world am I going to do with handling singing a mic? I didn't say I wasn't confident coming out here. I just said that I, I can't sing like everybody else. I didn't say I never believed in myself or didn't believe that God could do it. But I just said I can't sing like everybody else. Check this out. Greg, put up that next section of Scripture, 17. I think it's 1 Samuel 17. When David overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of the Philistine. Your servant will go and fight for him. So now, David has been playing in the band at the palace, but now there's this, this Philistine, this guy named Goliath. Everybody know Goliath? If you don't know him, he waiting on you. <laughs> Because all of you are going to have to face a giant whether you, whether you leave here or you might be fighting him right now. But Goliath is a giant coming to, to stir up things, coming to say like, oh, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a loud talker. So now we have David 
who was seasonally built as a, as a shepherd and as a musician, now we're getting ready for the transition of who David's about to be in another season. Check this out. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. There are going to be some things that come up in your life that people say, you're not qualified for that. You're not qualified. You're not built for that. You can't ask for that job. You're not built for that. You can't do this. You're not built for that. Go ahead to the next slide. But my dude David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Let me tell you something. Take me to that third point real quick, Greg. I want to know who built you. Who built you? Who built me? Because depending on who built you, you will look at stuff like lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, and say, I got something for you. Yeah, there's some things that you may be facing right now, but if you remember who built you, you don't got to be scared of what's coming against you. It should be scared of you. Who built me? I know who built me. The same God who helped me fight the lion, fight the tiger, fight the bear. The same God who allowed me to rescue the sheep from the mouth of the bear is the same God who will have me all together to fight what's coming after me next. That's who built me. That's who built me. Yeah, we have too many people who are building us when we should ask who really built me. Who really built me? Because if we allow humans to build us, we're going to allow them to crash us down too. Yeah, if we allow jobs to build us, when we get fired from them, when we get let go from them, we're going to be like, man, I have no purpose. No, 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 no. Who built me? Jesus built me. God built me. He built me so much that he picked up some dirt and breathed in it. That's who built me. But you got to be confident. And who built you? David is such an amazing young man in this moment. In this moment. A young man. That verse said a young man. He said, you're just a young man. You're just a kid. You're just a kid. 31, what, what David said? Go to the next slide, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. When it turned on me, I seized it. I didn't run away from it. I ran after it. <laughs> when it turned on me, I wasn't scared of it. Matter of fact, it was worried about me. <laughs> because who built me? I'm not structured by the words of man. No, no, I'm structured by the promises of God. That's how I'm structured. I don't got to worry about how people feel about me. I don't got to worry about people's emails, texts, Facebook posts. I ain't got to worry about that because who built me? God built me. And he built you too. I am no more special than you are. Yeah, come on, Antoine. I feel something. You, 
I am no more built differently than you are. You know how, how beautiful you are, Bill? That he would give you the same confidence that I got right now. You just got to believe in him. What do we say? We got trust, trust in the build, trust in the builder. Even when I'm seasonally built, even when I'm built a different way in different seasons, I got to trust that God built me the way he built me. And David is saying to us, yeah, 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 all that is cool. But the same God that built me is going to build me up to beat this joker down the street. I could give two cares about Goliath. And that's how we should feel. When Goliath, yeah, when Goliath tries to come at us, whatever your Goliath is, you should automatically be like, all right, well, we going to square up or what? <laughs> what, we, what we doing? Who know what square up mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a bunch of gangsters in here. I knew y'all was rough. Y'all cute today, but I knew you had something going on with you. I know y'all done been around the way. That's good. Because since you have that experience with the lion and the bear, you should be able to handle depression and anxiety. Yeah, I preach about it all the time because it's still beating young adults. What I'm sad for when I got the joy of the Lord? What am I depressed about when I got the joy of, when I got the promises of God? What if God is for me, who can be what? Against me. Nobody. Yeah, we, we are so scared of stuff that's supposed to be beneath us. We're afraid of things that we are supposed to be conquering. Conquering. And I understand we may be afraid of stuff because people, <laughs> yeah, there, I want, oh, yeah, Lord. <laughs> we allow people to reign over us way too much. We allow people's words to reign over us way too much. Can I, oh, yeah, David, listen, in the scriptures, and I might not have this slide, Greg, but in 17, in, in chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, there's a scripture, there's a part where David has finally come out. He, he left the sheep and came out to the battlefield because they talk about the, the Philistines and all that stuff. And his brother Eliab is there. So he, David asked the man, you know, what's, what's the reward for if somebody killed Goliath, if somebody slayed this giant? And they're saying that your family will be taken care of, you'll get to marry Saul's daughter or something like that. And you know what happens? His brother becomes a hater. Eliab. Am I lying? No. I'm going to read it to you. Verse 28, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, so not only is it my brother, but it's the person who should be watching over me and having the most confidence, like, hey, little bro, my mentor. Uh, how many of y'all had some mentors that turned into your hater? <laughs> You've had some people who have mentored you or pointed to you, and until you started being better than them, oh my God, until you started being more elevated than them, more higher than you, and you got better than which is supposed to happen anyway. Anybody that's a mentor or a leader, the people you lean supposed to be better than you. So if there's somebody online watching me like, oh, they're not supposed to be better than you, you wrong. You need to be a better leader and you need to be a better leader right now. So therefore, he's mad at David. And check what Eliab says. This is textbook hater. Hurt. Eliab, uh, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men. He burned with anger. You high. At him and asked, he asked David, why have you come down here? What you doing here, man? 
David, what you doing here, bro? And with whom did you lead? So you here and who you lead the sheep with? <laughs> what you doing here and who'd you leave the flock with? Leave those, use those few sheep in the wilderness. I know, oh, I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. This is the brother saying this to the young. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood is a hater. <laughs> Y'all got a lot of close friends who you have given the title of brother and sister, and they haters. They haters. If you're not whistling or quackling, it's you. You the hater. No, I'm joking. But no, check yourself because you might be a hater. You might be. And you know what? That's okay because you can be saved by grace. Like, I don't need to hate. I'm built. I'm built real good. So we have the brother saying to David, what you doing here? Who you leave the sheep with? You can see it and your heart is wicked. You came down here to see a show. And you know what David said? Now what have I done? <laughs> what I do to you? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. No one looking dead in my mouth. What, what I do to you? You ever ask some of your friends that? What I do to you? What I do to deserve this? You didn't do anything. It's the way you built. People are upset with how you're built because you worried about stuff. You're not worried about you. <laughs> the stuff they worry about, you sleep about at night. Oh my God. Yeah, the stuff that they vomiting over and getting the queasy stomach about, you be like, oh man, I, I, I'm good on that. Yeah, and people don't like when you confident. Not cocky, confident. I know a small number of people who don't like me, and that's okay. That's because I know who I am, and I'm comfortable with who I am. You want to know why I'm comfortable with who I am? Because one day I woke up and said, you know what, I'm going to actually trust the builder that he made a good, a good, a good product, and I'm going to just be who I'm supposed to be. I'm not going to hide for people no more. I'm not going to be this for other people. You know who I'm going to be? I'm going to be Lincoln Nathaniel Williams. That's who I'm going to be. That's the best person I can be. I can't be everyone to everyone. I can't be everything to everyone. And I'm not supposed to. I'm also not supposed to feel bad for being myself. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not supposed to feel convicted for being myself because being myself ain't killing nobody. No, that's a lie. It's, I read a quote that says, it's not that people don't like you, it's that your anointing irritates their demons. I heard a quote like that. I said, man, what? Yeah, no, I was like, excuse me? I must be annoying the mess out of so-and-so. <laughs> because the reality is, the way that you are built and the anointing that you have is going to irritate somebody's demons even... Oh, yeah, let me rewind that. Let me rewind it, Lord. I hear you. Your anointing is going to irritate those demons in that person because that person is actually trying to reach out and get what you got. I'm glad I walked back on that, Maddie. Yeah, they're trying to be you, but they mad because they are trying to be you. <laughs> it's upsetting to them that you go to sleep at night. It's upsetting to them. It makes them so upset that you come to church, got a car, <laughs> hey, you can buy gas. It upsets them. This is
is practical stuff, but can I tell you some real stuff? They mad that you know who to call on in the midnight hour. They upset that you have somebody that you can call on. But if they were so humble and stop being upset and stop being tricked by the enemy, they can come to find out and know who you calling on too. But are we healed enough and Christian enough to give them the access to it? Antoine, I don't know why I'm coming for throats tonight. <laughs> because the reality is, we are stingy with some things. <laughs> we are very stingy with some things. And you know what's crazy about that is? We weren't built to be stingy. We weren't. We were built to be like Jesus. And Jesus stooped down on a knee to talk to people. Jesus spit in dirt to heal people's eyes. Jesus was standing in the middle of a room and people are lowering a lame man through a roof. And he said, boop, be healed. That's, that's, that's how we're supposed to be. But if you don't know who built you, you won't know how to think. David knew who built him. David knew who built him. Greg, give me... Give me that scripture with verse 36. Your servant killed the lion. And verse 37. Yeah, go to the, go to the, next, the next scripture. Because this, this, is really, this is really where David really took off for me. This is really why I like David. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. 39, David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. And David said, I can't go in these. I can't wear these. He said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. You don't got to put on, <laughs> oh my gosh. You ain't got to put on for people's stuff because they want you to wear it. You ain't got to put on people's personality, persona of you you ain't got to wear it. You may have been broken in one season, but I ain't broken no more. So I'm not going to wear that. I got to wear what I got to wear. I got to be who I got to be. Am I preaching to anybody today? Yeah. You don't, they may want you to wear it because it's theirs. <laughs> this is my fear, so I'm going to put it on you. Saul was putting armor on somebody who ain't never even used armor before. Saul was fearful of Goliath. Well, go ahead. You, you got it. And David's like, I can't fit this. David was even cool about it. He walked around in it. Just like, <laughs> can't even walk in this mess. <laughs> and he was so confident in how he was built and who built him. He said, you know what? I don't need all this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out to the back. <laughs> I'm going to grab about a few stones. I'm going to use this slingshot that I've been using for up 10 years. I'm familiar with this weapon. Because when you, are, when you go into battle, you don't need new armor. You need to do something that you've been familiar with. You need to use the same prayers that work this way. They can still work in this season. They may have not been as aggressive in this season. But now you got a little bit more knowledge. You got a little bit more power and strength. You already beat a lion. You already beat a bear. And the crazy part about that is that I'm just not realizing is the bear and the lion were actual threats. Goliath ran his mouth. He just looked like a threat because he was tall. Six cubits, I believe. That's like nine feet, I think. I'll ask Pastor Dave after this. 
But is that nine feet, Lori? Six cubits? So yeah, somebody, y'all know how tall LeBron James is? He is big. This dude is taller than LeBron and big. But his bite don't mean nothing. He just run his mouth. We got a lot of spirits that run their mouth to us. We got a lot of, got a lot of spirits that run their mouths because they know that they're nine feet tall and they can say, you'll never be this, but you already beat something that was actually a threat. The lion and the bear could have actually killed you. That spirit just runs his mouth. When are we going to silence some of these things that's been running their mouth? Ooh, I feel something. When are we going to stand up and say, you know, I got something for you today. I woke up with a slingshot mentality today. I, I'm, I'm, sick of, I'm sick of everything running his mouth. I, and I don't want you to attach that to people. No, no, no. You need to be this with the spirit. There's some spirits, and I, I'm not trying to freak anybody out. There's some spirits that you have allowed to become a Goliath when they started out right here. You allowed them to grow into Goliath. They started out as a whisper, and now they loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're loud now. What happened? Man, I, I am not, I told the young adults this when we was back in Chosen. I ain't building no more weak Christians. I ain't. And you know why I'm not doing it? Because these demons ain't getting no, ain't no cuter. They ain't getting no less like, oh, we're not going to bother them today. We know we got people trying to kill themselves. We got people trying to stir up things. We got demons trying to come against us with principles. No, 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 no. I'm not building no more weak Christians because this is the season where people are going to stand up for the word of God. This is the season where people are going to be like, I am not going to take this anymore. People are going to stand up and say, my mama may not been able to fight it but I came to fight today I feel something happening in this house I'm going to stand up for the next generation to come after me I'm gonna stand up for it I've been waiting for everybody else to do it David was like what's going on the Bible says is there not a cause David says is there not a cause y'all not gonna defend God the God of Israel we're going to let the, and he, he said a cuss word, we're going to let this uncircumcised Philistine run his mouth on our God? Not today. How many of us got that not today spirit? I mean, some is just, some is vexing me right now. And it, it, it is so much going on in the world and we can get distracted by that and try to blame this person and that person and blame this party and that party. Whatever happened to holding the enemy accountable for being a liar and a cheater? Whatever happened to holding the devil accountable and his devil and his, and his imps in hell? What happened to that? We want to put a face on every demon. No, 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 no. You're going to answer today to the God of Israel. You're going to answer today. I'm not coming up here to, to, to just give three points in a poem. No. Y'all need something that you can fasten on your, on your belt. You need something to take with you. This the sword. And you need to know how to use this thing. Because when principalities come against you, you got something you can pull out at a moment's notice. And not only do it come in a book, it come in a cell phone. It's quick and easy access. You download the Bible app and say, oh, you coming at me today? I got something for you. And you pull up that scripture and you start reading it. And demons have to flee because they can't stand it. Can't stand it. Woo. Who built me? 
You want to know who built me? The same God who looked over Moses and carried the Israelites through the Red Sea. Moses was stand, putting his head up in the middle of a hurricane. Pastor Warren was telling me to put his staff up in the middle of a hurricane and winds and waves blowing and so, so much split a sea. And you know what happened? Folk walked through that thing. And the people that came to kill them died in the water. That's who built me. Who built me? The same God who protected the Israelites is the one who built me. The one who said, let there be light, he built me. The one who, who took his anointing from Saul and put it on David, that's who built me. You want to know who else helped build me? The son helped build me too. The son who was born in a dirty manger and grew up to be a man and was healing people and was doing this. But not only that, he died for me because he knew he had to build me. I want to show them what sacrifice looks. I want to show them how much I love them. Matter of fact, I remember Pastor Dave was preaching this sermon and he was talking about how, how the disciples were walking through this area and, and, God, and Jesus was saying, who do men say that I am? And he, they said, oh, they say you this, say that. Well, who do you say that I am? And next thing you know, they start saying, well, you this, you that. And Jesus said, you know what? Because he was walking through this area. And I, and I want to say this right because Pastor Dave put it so beautifully. They were walking through an area that was so demonic. This, this, this stone was, was an idol. He said, you know what? On that rock up there, I'm going to build my church on it. And the gates of hell won't prevail. Man, how many of us got that? I built my church right on top of this thing. I built my church on top of this depression. I built my church on top of this anxiety. I built my church on top of these principalities. I built my church on top of it. I'm not going to build it on the other side. I'm not going to build around it. I'll put it on top of it. Because I ain't scared. And the gates of hell won't prevail against it. You're not too young for the power of the Holy Ghost. You're not too young. You're not too young for that power. How many, who, who want power? Not the power over man over, no, no, who want power over the enemy? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's different. You don't need power to be influential, no. You need power to fight these things that's coming up in this world. You need power. And you can catch the power of the Holy Ghost. Antoine, I don't know what's about to happen, but we're going to go ahead and do it. Jojo, come on up. Listen, y'all. If you want the power of the Holy Ghost, let's stand up. Give me, give me a rattle. Give me, give me that one. Come on, Jojo. Yeah, because now is not the time to be cute. Can we keep this? Can we keep it a hundred? Now is the time to be cute. Let's stand on our feet. Are you good? Because there is a sound. That needs to be released tonight. Ain't no sense in being scared of something that you can beat right here and now. You ain't gotta be scared. You just gotta be confident. You just gotta be angry. You gotta be frustrated enough to say that I have beaten everything that's come against me by the power of the Holy Ghost and I'm not gonna be scared of what's in front of me.
up all that armor to that soul trying to put on him. David said, no, I don't need that. All I need is all I got. All I got is all I need. And because my God is it's the same tools that worked out when I was fighting the lion, it'll be the same tools that I'm going to use against this giant. So David, rise up. And now I can imagine the men are looking at him like, who is you? And he walking around like, is there a child of God? Is there a child of God? I've been waiting on y'all to fight. But since y'all are going to fight, here I come. David, son of Jesse. Woo! I got an Uncle Jesse at my house right now. And I love, but yeah, David says, here I come. And the Philistines say, who is this puny little fella? Woo! God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost right now in this house. Listen, he said, who that? And who is you that you came against me? And you know what David said? He said, brother, let me tell you. Thank you. 
it may have hurt you in the midst of it, but you built for it. God will not put you in a situation that you're not built for. The Bible says he will not put any more for you that you can't bear. So if you're in it, guess what? You built for it. My God. like this when I was younger, when I was like in my teens, because there were some times where I was like, God, why am I in this situation? Not realizing God is walking around heaven like David said, you built for it, baby. You've got it. You've got it, baby. Just keep on walking. Keep on walking. Woo! That's my David walk right here. That's my David walk. I walk up to principalities like this. I walk up to sin like this. I walk up to commitment like this. I walk up to job promotion that I have no business being in like this. I walk up to everything. But my David swag. I've been through enough in my life to be afraid of a lot of stuff. But I've also beaten a lot of things that should have killed me. The fear should have killed him. Goliath struck fear into an entire army. Entire army. David could have had so many reasons to be like, you know what? These grown men are scared of this guy. David had a secret. Oh my God. David had a secret.
don't want to hear me. Everybody said, we don't want these problems. They didn't want these problems. So if by killing one man, could turn an army that was feeding people, ruling over people, because they had one big problem, talking over them. David said, nah, kill you and the rest of y'all. Tonight, while you on your way home to get your rest, take, a, take some juice, get your Gatorade in you tonight, because you're going to need all your fluids for tomorrow. You got a diet to fix. Or some of y'all might be too excited to fight tomorrow. You may be in your car talking about, this is the sound of God. You might start getting mad in the car. So I will bless you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, for those watching online and those in here in the house, I bless you with a David walk, a David attitude. And God, let them know that in spite of the season that they're in, they are built for it. They're built for it. So God, I'm asking for your supernatural strength. I'm asking for your Holy Ghost power. I'm asking for your Holy Ghost spirit that ground from the Lion of Judah to be infested in them right now. Whether they're online or in the house, I'm asking for the roar of the Lion of Judah to be instilled in everyone and anyone underneath the sound of my voice. And God will give you the praise, will give you the Hey family, hope you enjoyed the sermon. Listen, be sure to click subscribe to be able to see all of our content and keep up with all of our things that we're gonna be posting throughout the year. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and New Life YSU, and be sure to follow us on our website, newlifepoland.com. I hope this sermon blessed you, and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. See you soon.